You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Welcome Hi. to Ask Dr. Gray. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. So what is your question today for Facebook Live slash the podcast? Um, so my question is pretty much, um, I stayed in school, Davis, for a total of five years. And even though I did pretty well um, the last two years of my college, but um, especially the my freshman and sophomore year, I just, I didn't care much about school. And I was just trying to like survive and try not to fail classes and didn't see the significance of doing well because of my um, own personal circumstances. But finally, I came back strong, but the overall GPA is not competitive and I'm planning to have my own post back here, um, just, you know, at UC Davis. And what is your take on that? Whether should I just retake um, two of my classes that had a C- minus back um, during my freshman year chemistry classes, or should I take a you know, like a whole full load of classes for the entire year to prove to medical school that I can do well in medical school. So the the question comes down to, a, is it a do-it-yourself post-bac that you would do? That, that, because I'm just hearing a lot of mixed advices that some people said, if I do well on my MCAT, then I, there's no point in spending money on doing my post back because my GPA is low anyway. So that's what I heard from some people from the admissions of med school, actually. Well, I don't... Yeah. That that logically doesn't make sense to me to say you have a low GPA, so taking classes to show that you can handle coursework and get good grades is useless. That just logically doesn't make sense to me. Now... The the question would be, I always come back to this, is a GPA isn't a GPA isn't a GPA. So you have, uh, what? A, a, let's just say a 3.0. Let's round up a little bit, right? So you have a, a 3.0 GPA, right? Yeah. Roughly. Um, what is your science GPA? Oh, I should have had it ready, but I want to say the high. I'm, I think I remember it's ranging either between... Two point eighty eighty two, or I I think it's around two point eighty two. Okay. Wait, so, wait. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I think it's two point seventy five. Okay. Around there. Okay. So we don't we don't have to deal with exacts here. Uh, all right. So two seven five science GPA. So lower. What does that trend look like? If you were to estimate roughly. Does your yeah, trend, let, let's say trend for overall GPA, is it like 1.0, 1.0, and then 4.0, What What does your trend look like? Yeah, good question. So, like, I take some, like, um, during the first two, three years, I would say sometime it was high and low. Um, I would say, like, one point something, and then two point something, and towards my last two years. Um, it would be like 3.45 to 3.75. So I got mostly A's minus and B plus okay. um, in anatomy and biochemistry and, and cell bio in those classes. Yeah. Have, so they just have much lower units. Yeah. So. Have you run the numbers to determine how many more credits you would need to get above a 3.0 science GPA? Um, I had with my friend um, two years ago. It was a while back, and the numbers, I don't remember the exact numbers. It 
they just don't look really promising. Um, it was a while back. I actually don't remember. And and I, I think just intuitively, I'm just thinking that, oh, with my GPA, I just need to take a lot of science classes to to do what? Yeah. I mean, to show it to med school. Yeah. But, but the question is, what is a lot, right? So it's always good to have some concrete data to say, I need to take 20 more credits and get all A's to get my GPA above a 3.0 science. Or is it more like 50 or 60? Because at some point you go, well, how many is too many? Do I want to keep doing this for another three, four, five years while I'm working, while I'm volunteering, while I'm doing all this other stuff? Or do I maybe do a special master's program and say, you know what, my, my undergrad GPA is uh, completely wasted. I'm not going to waste any more time on that. I'm going to go do a special master's program and prove through my master's program and my master's GPA, taking classes in 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 regards to a special master's program a lot of times you're taking classes with the medical students so there you're you're proving almost without a shadow of a doubt that you can handle the coursework and then obviously the MCAT is is a, a piece of the puzzle along with the rest of your application your extracurriculars and and everything else that you're doing but the MCAT that that initial thing that you started with to say you know what Take the MCAT, do well on the MCAT, and don't worry about your GPA. The, the MCAT does not make up for anything. It's just another piece of the puzzle. So there's, there's no magic formula anywhere that says, you know what, a, anything above a 515 MCAT, we're going to boost a student's GPA by 0.3 points. Anything above a 520 MCAT, we're going to boost their GPA if they need it by 0.5 points. So the the whole theory, the whole the whole thought process behind do well on the MCAT and ignore your GPA just doesn't make sense because they're both individual pieces of your overall application. Yeah, that makes sense. I I, I think um also my personal circumstances don't really allow me to actually apply to a special master program out of state and and it has been a pretty long process, and I finally am feeling much better with my condition. So I'm just wondering, like, doing my own post, like, assuming that I'll be calculating my science classes just to see how many classes I should take to get above 3.0. Mm -hmm. um, you don't think that doing, my, like, just having my own post back year at UC Davis, and I'm really confident I would do well because I did great for the last two years of my college. And and I'm just wondering if... if it's realistically, if it's it's the best in my circumstances to do a postback year at Davis. So, when we talked about trends, you said you were like three four to three seven, three four five to three seven five. If you're yeah. going to do a postback year at Davis, get a four right? Just leave no doubt in their mind that you can handle this coursework. Yes. So. I, Don't I do see. a post back and get a three four and go. Oh, it was mostly A's, and say oh, I'm doing great, right? That they they want to see if you're gonna do it, prove it to them that that you can do it and get a four zero, close to a four zero as you can. So, and during that post back 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to to finish up. So you, I, I'm not saying that it's not worthwhile to do a postback. I'm just saying if it's going to, if you do the math and it's going to require you to do 40, 50, 60, 70 hours, whatever it is, more science to get above a 3.0, then maybe it's not worth it. Or you do one year, you show that huge upward trend getting as close to pos- as possible to a 4.0, and you do well on the MCAT, and you have good shadowing, good clinical experiences, you write a good personal statement, you have the letters of recommendation, and, and you apply, and then you let the medical school say, you know what, we, we want you to do an SMP, or we want you to do more post back work, or whatever it may be. I see what you're saying. During that post back year, I should... Obviously, I should focus on schools, but would you still suggest to do volunteering and shadowing once a month? Because that's what I heard from other interviews or other podcasts yes. that you're telling yes. the students about. Continue doing things consistently. Shadowing, volunteering non-clinically, volunteering clinically, uh, working clinically. It doesn't have to be volunteer or non-volunteer. Um, you can work in a, in a clinic-related setting. As long as you are continuing to put yourself around those settings, around patients, around physicians, doing that consistently. It's a big red flag. I, I, if you go and focus on coursework for a year, and you don't do any shadowing, you don't do any volunteer work, you don't do any clinical experience, that, that is a big red flag. I see what you're saying. I, I think I'll follow, I definitely will follow your advices, and when the time comes, um, when the time comes to applying and all that, I will reach out to you um, regarding the entire process. And, and I will probably go from there whether uh, medical schools will want me to take another year of doing more classes. Yeah, so and, and really the only way you'll, you'll find out is, number one, and I always recommend this, go and reach out to the schools, right? If, if you are limited geographically for family reasons, and you want to go to Davis, then call Davis and sit down with their ad comments and lay it out all out on the table and say, here's who I am. Here's what I've done. Here's what I'm planning on doing. I want to go here. I need to go here because of, of these restrictions. Tell me what to do. Right? I, I'm just one okay. person giving you advice based on conversations and interviews that I have with other ad com members and, and everybody else. I've never spoken to that I can remember anybody specifically from UC Davis, right? And I've never spoken to anybody from UC Davis about you specifically. So you need to go and talk to them and say, here's who I am. Here's what I'm planning on doing. Tell me if that's good or bad, because this is where I need to go. I see. I see. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate all these advices, crucial information within... 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, not a problem. Any follow-up questions to that? Um, yeah, so, so just, a, just a summary, I guess just, just confirmation from you to make myself feel at ease pretty much um, just sitting down and see how many classes I'm re- I need to take to get closer or over the 3.0 and see if it's even realistic for me. But like, I, I think my assumption and my understanding of the post-bac program is to prove to medical school. So to me, whether you get, you get way above 3.0, does it really matter? Because it's about proving it to medical school. What, if you get all the entire 
it's just straight A's, then that's all that matters, right? Like, yeah, there's, like, there's why this, it... the, the, the reason, the, there's this magical 3.0 line, right? We, I, I talk a lot about how medical schools have the ability to filter out applications based on MCAT, based on GPA. And the 3.0 line is one of those mythical lines to say, you know what? Medical schools are probably, possibly, filtering out applications less than a 3.0. Whether it's overall GPA, whether it's science GPA, nobody knows except the medical schools. They, they set their own filters and, and thresholds. So when I, when I talk about 3.0, it's just a, a magical line to get over to say, let's, let's just get above that line. So we try to prevent your application from hitting the, the quote unquote digital shredders. Now, does that mean that you can't get into medical school with less than a 3.0? Of course not. I know plenty of students who get in with less than 3.0 GPAs, but it's just one extra barrier to help you get over. Now, if you had a, a 2.9 GPA, but your last year was a 4.0 and, and you were just overcoming some initial struggles, that looks very different in the eyes of an admissions committee. And there are some schools like UCF in Florida, uh, who UCF, talking to their admissions committee, uh, their dean of admissions there, will look at the last 20 or 30 hours of your science courses. I had the director of admissions for the medical school at University of Illinois College of Medicine, where she said they can drop, they have the power to drop out one year of your courses. If you had a bad year, they can remove that from your GPA calculation. So every school has the ability to be flexible with somebody, a student like yourself, who had very uh, a poor start to, to undergrad. And a lot of students start poorly, whether they're homesick, whether they're just adjusting, whether they get wrapped up in the college life too much, whatever it may be, students have their own struggles. And so if you do the math and you say, you know what, I can only do a post-bac, a do-it-yourself post-bac, and you do the math, and there's no way you're going to get above a 3.0. That's okay, too. But make sure that you're getting as close to a 4.0 as possible the longer that you go on and apply with that positive upward trend. Go and talk to the admissions committee members at Davis or wherever, whatever schools you're interested in going to and, and try to figure it out. I see. So regardless of, regardless of what, based on my circumstances, I to me and from what you're telling me, I definitely should do a post back and then I'll reach back to you and, and then definitely with the medical school to see what I will go from there. I, I, th I think you reach out to medical schools now. As soon as you hang right. up the phone with me, go and call Davis and, and ask to sit down with them. Okay, definitely. Wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate this a lot. And, and so assuming, when should I reach out to you regarding the application process, all, all that, is it, should I reach out to you after I finish my postback? I know it's like a really way far ahead. Yeah. Kind of question. Just, just shoot me an email okay. and I'll, I'll give you some information. Okay. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much. Right. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. 
If you want help with the MCAT, go check out the MCAT podcast at the MCAT podcast.com. 